0: the one k277
1: DQ lafayette 1420 kpel lafayette the rumors are true people keep asking if i'm back and i haven't really had an answer but now yeah i'm thinking i'm back
2: dave schultz and sports chat
3: are back
4: i'm back baby i'm back
3: one change though i'm sorry that deal's now off the table what we live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am your father. Buckle up, Acadiana.
1: I feel the need, the need for speed.
2: It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Oh hi, I'm Hollywood Steve. You caught me relaxing in my music nook. From
5: 1976 to 1984, the radio airwaves were dominated by really smooth music, also known as Yacht Rock. These yacht rockers docked a remarkable fleet of number one hits, and every song has a story behind it. Let me tell you one.
6: James Schultz, Linda Burton. Ambrosia, always a good tune. All right. I do enjoy it. All right. That one's a good song. Uh, 4.30 on a Wednesday afternoon Yacht Rock edition. Wilson Alexander will preview the LSU Tigers. We'll hear from the Raging Cajuns quarterback, Ben Woldridge, at 530 Let's talk a little Sunbelt football with my guy Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald covering uh, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Uh, You're one of the teams, so to speak, one of the teams that, uh, well, the team that you covered has a quarterback battle. Uh, Is there a so-called leader in the clubhouse for the uh, fighting Will Halls, as I like to call them?
5: The clubhouse as I know it. Uh, what we learned today is that uh, the two quarterbacks that are leading the race—they are very popular, both of them, among their teammates. They—they're uh, living with some offensive linemen, uh, spending a lot of time with the wide receivers. They are—they are very popular. Everyone likes them. Uh, they are—they're—they're they're, they're looking good. Honestly, it, it looks like Southern Miss is going to take a pretty significant step forward at the quarterback position.
6: All right, so one. Started out at Houston, but played at East uh, at East Mississippi right Community College. Isn't that last chance? You and the others from Clemson. Which is which?
5: Uh, Billy Wiles is from Clemson, and Holman Edwards is from Houston. All right. So, and you
6: think it's there's both these guys are tied. There's not a leader in the clubhouse. We didn't hear that part.
5: Uh, I don't think there's a leader in the clubhouse. Okay. I think they're pretty even. You know, I, I've, I've heard in the spring that Hall was leaning towards Wiles, but every time I watch him, I, I, I like Edwards a lot more, but I think it's pretty even.
6: Uh, all right, and has Will Hall said when he likes to make a decision? Usually we get the, uh, you know, two weeks beforehand, so they still get some camp time as the number one, and they're not going into game week as the number one starter. You know, usually about two, two three weeks into camp is when they like to have that answer.
5: Yeah, uh, he hasn't given us given us an exact timetable. It will be before the first game. That is that is all that we know. Uh, but we are greatly anticipating when are, that will be.
6: Right? Uh, are they similar quarterbacks? Do we have? Are they similar in styles?
5: Actually, yeah, they are. They are actually very similar. They're both uh, pocket passing, high IQ quarterbacks. They're kind of they kind of fit that mold. Um, not super mobile, but they're also not trees back there. Uh, but they are they are. Field generals is how I would describe them.
6: All right, so game um, game managers, and 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 that's important because yeah. the problem with Southern Miss last year was throwing too many interceptions.
5: Yeah, just completely uh, incompetent at quarterback and really inconsistent. But not really the quarterback's fault. They had to uh, go to the true freshman Zach Wilkie, which they did not plan to do at all before the season started. Right, and he really didn't have much competition, you know, going into that season either. So it was just. A really poor situation all around. It's it's much better this time.
6: And obviously, they still have Mister All World himself, Frank Gore Jr. coming back. Were you surprised that he that he did come back? That he didn't transfer? Not that his family needs the cash, but he could have gone and, and done something on his own for NIL money. Um, were you surprised that he came back after a successful bowl win in Mobile?
5: I'm not totally surprised, really. Uh, he's he's always been known as the cultural figurehead at Southern Miss. Uh, everything. Uh, off the field, just kind of, I would, I wouldn't say revolves around him, but he's, he's the guy. He is Southern Miss. Will Hall has said that many times. Uh, he, he didn't want to leave. You know, Jason Brownlee has come to light that when he was a Southern Miss, uh, both Ole Miss and Mississippi State attempted to get him into the portal, and he stayed at Southern Miss. Whatever they're doing there in Hattiesburg, uh, it's working from a cultural standpoint.
6: Uh- also, what about a uh, receiver? Jason Brownlee apparently having, what, with the Jets having a really good camp. Some highlights. I've actually heard his name mentioned uh, on the radio. And then we're seeing some highlights. Who does uh, Southern Miss have at wide receiver to fill the hole?
5: Yeah, the big names are Ja'Kaze Caston and Ty Mims. Caston's a senior uh, career slot receiver, but will uh, be outside this year to make room for Ty Mims. It was kind of the uh, freshman phenom who came around uh, last year they bring back an interesting guy named brandon hayes brandon hayes did not play last season he got hurt before uh, the year could start but he's drawn a lot of praise from coaches and from uh, quarterbacks over the last year or so for being very very fast and being a very good downfield threat. Uh, so I expect him to uh, finally make an impact here at Southern Miss. And he's battling with, uh, uh, I think, a Jones College transfer. Uh, he arrived last year, but uh, latrell Jones is going to be on the outside. And Taekwon Henderson is making some waves here early in fall camp as well. So they do appear to be pretty deep at wide receiver.
6: Let's talk a little bit about Will Hall. I always joke. Uh, and he's very intense, he's very Mississippi, he's all in on that, and you know they've got their own little fan base there in Hattiesburg, which I think is very cool. But it also feels like he has calmed down a little bit. Like the world was ending after his first game, which they lost against Kane Womack in his first game at South Alabama. It was the worst performance of all time and a lot of yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's, it feels like he's a little bit more even keel uh, heading into year number three.
5: Yeah, he absolutely is. He's much more comfortable, and he's much more excited about what he has. Um, They even made a comment today uh, when when he was talking about they had had one player out today, uh, an outside linebacker, and uh, he used that to kind of laud the depth that they've created. They have three other guys who could all start that position so they didn't really feel any type of pinch and he said uh, if that if that had happened in year one they were going to have to start somebody who couldn't start at jeff davis county is what he said so that that is a, a huge difference in, in will hall's demeanor he's not worried so much about injuries anymore because as he says that they have real college football players uh in reserve that they can use and, and, and step up and still feel good
6: about it where do you think this team team can land i think there's a delineation a little marker uh, in both divisions, right? You got uh, Troy, South Alabama, Cajuns, and Southern Miss on the top of the West, with you know Texas State, Arkansas State, and ULM on the bottom. Same on the other side for that fact of the matter, right? Marshall, JMU, Coastal, and App up top, and then the Georgia schools and ODU on the bottom. How can what has to happen for Southern Miss to contend in the West? Because I mean, Troy's the defending champion, and South Alabama's supposed to be really good this year.
5: Yeah, it's got to be able to win the games that it doesn't play its, its very best at, which is kind of a consistent message that Will Hall uh, put across all last year. Last year, they weren't good enough to win without playing their A game. Is that, that's what Hall said repeatedly. He said uh, this summer that he hopes that changes this year. He hopes they're able to have an off day and still win. That has to be the difference. They've got to win the games that they're supposed to win, even if they do struggle. And they've got to take advantage of opportunities. You know, at the end of the year, that, that Troy game is going to be really, really big. And uh, in, in the South Alabama game, I know everybody in Hattiesburg is itching to finally beat them. But uh, I, I do think that Southern Miss is going to have to, you know, win the, the kind of contest where they are like last year against Troy, where they lost by, I think, 10, and then they made a lot of mistakes. That's the kind of game they can win this year. Troy has a rough offensive line. They just took a big shot today with the suspension of their probably best player on the team. Their quarterback is back after throwing 12 interceptions. They're very beatable. That is the kind of game that Miss has to win if it wants to take the next step forward.
6: Yeah, no doubt about it. And then Troy lost their uh, edge rusher. Did that, that I see that as well?
5: Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure last year's a, a defensive tackle. I'm not sure what position oh, okay. to play this year. Definitely not edge, but he is probably the best defensive lineman in the Sunbelt regardless.
6: And so we always see suspended indefinitely. I mean, that could be he's out for a week, right? But we're not getting any more details. Could be a
5: week, but, you know, that could, be all, that could be anywhere between a week and a season. Right. And it sounds like they're keeping it pretty close.
6: Yeah, same thing here uh, with one of the players for the Cajuns who had an off-field uh, issue. Uh all right, so what are you looking forward to here in, in year number three of Will Hall? You said, you know, you they have to play, and you know lots what a lot of teams do. Even the Cajuns, you know, didn't play all that well in some of those games when they went 13 and 1, but found a way to win. South Alabama last year had to come from behind to beat Georgia Southern, come from ahead uh, to beat uh the Cajuns. And you know, they were down on the road to Southern Miss, but they overcame that and they won those games. What uh, what are you looking for specifically for them to take that next step? Is it is it convert third downs? Is it more explosive plays, or is it to get off the field, uh, you know, in, in third long and put the offense back on the field with a chance to win the game?
5: They have to run more plays. That was the biggest issue last year. If if you're a Southern Miss fan, in the last three years, you probably aged about ten years. In the last three years, <laughs> every game is. This- game is so ugly. That's that's how last year went. It was just this bad football game after bad football game. And they either come out on top or, or come out on the bottom, but they have got to run more plays and pick up more first downs. That was kind of the central issue last year is they were not able to utilize all the playmakers that they had brought on board because they weren't chaining together first downs and they weren't giving frank gore the opportunity to uh run the ball three or four times and then get spelled at some point in the drive or have a fresh back run another drive they they didn't have those opportunities because they would go out three and out they'd go out three and out there would be entire quarters where they did not move the football at all they have to change that they have to create rhythm this year that is the ultimate thing that needs to change in order for them to get better
6: all right, what are you uh, what are you writing here uh, as camp is opening up in the Sun Herald that people can see?
5: Yeah, uh, the story today, you know, just kind of three three burning questions. You know, we're going to get competent quarterback play. Uh, is the the depth enough to get through this grueling grueling schedule that Southern Miss has uh, has the uh, that that's kind of that's kind of the key, you know. That's what I'm watching for with the quarterbacks, and this schedule is not going to do Southern Miss any favors. So that's kind of what we're harping on.
6: He is uh, Scott Watkins. Will we see you? Uh, will we see you here in Lafayette this year?
5: Maybe so. I'll have to check though.
6: Okay, All it's,
5: right. it's a it's a longer drive than I think.
6: I believe
5: is it a longer drive? Um, I don't it, know. It How actually, long is it?
6: You should know. I just did it. You're right. It is a little bit of a long drive, to be honest with you. I drove through Hattiesburg twice. Got a larceny B B five twenty three though on the on the way to Nashville. <laughs> Still haven't opened it up. Um, so Nashville was like supposed to be six and a half hours, but I made it seven and a half hours. How far is Hattiesburg from Nashville?
5: Oh, well, I, I would. Or know.
6: Birmingham, not Nashville, Birmingham.
5: I wouldn't know that either. All right. So I'm not based in Hattiesburg either. I'm based in uh, Gulfport. Oh. So you're less than four hours away. Oof, that's a drive. No, no. You pay my gas and I'm there.
6: No, that's not. That's, that's nothing. Mobile is four hours. Exactly four hours. So you're like three hours away. We'll see. Straight shot. You pay this,
5: my gas and I'm there. You give me dinner when I get there and, and I'm there.
6: Well, we can do that, right? And I have plenty of, of uh, a liquor to drink. So, yes. All right. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Scott. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right, that's right. He's in the Sun-Herald. Yeah, he's a straight shot, man.
0: (laughs) And the man said, no, Dave, that's too far of a drive.
6: (laughs) Straight shot. He can sleep on the couch if he needs a place. (laughs) That's fine. It's a straight shot. I understand he probably doesn't want to drive back after the game, but he can can crash on the couch. You going to pay that man's gas? No, I'll I'll give him some (laughs) drinks and he can sleep on the couch. (laughs) He's not coming then. No, probably not. Probably not. Why wouldn't the company pick up the gas?
0: Good is question. it that much? I, I guess they don't, you know, you know how companies a, are, man. Stingy. a tank of gas. It's a tank of gas. Man, you, Dave, you know companies are stingy. <laughs> like 50 bucks? Hey, I'm, I agree with you,
6: they should. But yes. we know how corporate America is. Yeah, don't I know it. Uh, all right, let's take a time out. Things are moving fast, dude. Yeah, this show's going by. This is crazy. Well, I mean, again, last Tuesday we had no movement. Yep. And now people are talking about four teams going to the Big Ten. Oof. The Pac-12 may be over before the season starts. Yeah. That's crazy. Back after this. we got Wilson Alexander, bottom of the hour, talking LSU. And then Ben Woldridge will uh, help preview us. <coughs> Excuse me, the Raging Cajuns. As the Cajuns quarterback is healthy. All right. 530. Back after this. Dave Schultz, Lynn Burton. a the Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon sports chat. 1033. Let go.
1: intelligent sports talk sounds like you need a little goat array 1033 the goat the greatest sports talk of all time
2: Hey, Mark, I just stopped in to say hello, and whoa, the phone's ringing off the hook. Safe to say business is going well? Yeah, word of mouth kept us afloat after we opened. Then there was a bit of a lull, but it finally feels like we've been getting a steady flow of new customers over the past few months. What have you been doing? It definitely looks like it's working.
5: Thanks. We needed to be able to be found where people are searching, and today that means being found online. How'd you pull that off? Sounds pretty complicated.
6: No, it was easy. I went to townsquarelocal.com to see how many people are searching for my my services in the area. Then the experts at TownSquare helped build my online presence so my business could be found exactly when and where customers were looking. That's amazing. You think they could help me too? Absolutely. Go to townsquarelocal.com to find out.
2: Go to townsquarelocal.com for a local customer analysis that will show you how many customers are searching for your services online. It's quick and easy. Get your business found online by visiting townsquarelocal.com today. Dan Hicks with Paul Azinger welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight 2-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of 3. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma it looks like she's making a change yeah she's putting that putter back in the bag now let's see what she takes out oh wow it looks like she's pulling out a 15 i don't know it looks like she's going with a 30 strong choice she's going to want to use the recommended spf 30 even on a cloudy day and notice how she's using broad spectrum sunscreen and a generous amount too incredible that was a
3: masterful performance that was pretty good too Stand Up to Cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org.
4: Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Every second counts in a poison emergency. That's why Poison Help is standing by 24-7 to provide free assistance in over 100 languages. Save Poison Help as a contact in your phone today. Poison Help. 1-800-222-1222.
1: Pardon us. Well, we bought in with a little common sense. Hey. 1033, the GOAT. The greatest sports talk of all time.
6: so there's just a ton of what's going on in the conferences on Twitter. And Twitter is not quite as easy to get through and know who you're paying attention to. Especially right. since
0: Musk took away the uh, real verification. That, that's
6: fine. All right, so take for what it's worth these tweets. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, let's see. The Swame show, G Swame uh seems to be a west coast guy greg swaim seems to be a west coast guy this is what he's tweeting out two hours ago conference realignment armageddon armageddon is now fully upon us and the pac 12 and the acc will soon be memories wow all right but one is easier than the other okay unfortunately there will be teams from both conferences who will drop to group of five which i think my orange are going to do football wise that's what I think is going to happen. Oh, you think they're going to end up in a group? I think of five that's what Syracuse. School? That's what I think Syracuse is going to do. Hey,
0: I, right. if they're a group of five school, then that'll help them in basketball. Tremendous! They'll, they'll, be, they'll be, they I, should be back in the in the tournament more often. Why? How did that happen? Less talent, playing a less talented teams, and you're Syracuse Orange. You're a basketball
6: school. You yeah, but 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 eventually, the talent is the same. Talent is going to show up there. Okay. You're not going to get the power five talent if you're G five. Maybe Fair. just maybe they just drop it to football. Mm. Maybe it's just football, right? Okay. Because there are like Georgetown is like a, a, uh, a, a like a D three a D football three team. football team, but a, a, an FBS Power Five basketball, uh, basketball team. team, not a very good one lately. But yeah. that's I think Syracuse could drop down. All right, needless to say, and I thought that for a little bit because it's just a, that's it's just a small community. It doesn't support the team, and and they haven't been very good on a regular basis. Uh, unpo- um, so unfortunately, there will be teams from both conferences who will drop to G five with a new P three with at least 20 teams big 12 big 10 sec all right i did see someone else suggest and it's hard to believe that again you're going to get washington oregon arizona state and arizona No, i'm sorry it i think it's cal you dust i gotta i gotta get the teams right It's been going so fast and so furious. You got teams that are joining the Big 12. I mean, here's the thing. Half half of the timeline is college football. Half of the timeline is politics. Uh And right now the politics is dominating the college football. So you can't go through it uh, and see it. But it is amazing and how quickly uh, this can happen. I do not know how Florida State gets out. Here's Josh Neighbors. A producer on 103.7, The Buzz. I have yet to see someone explain how FSU plans on getting out of their it's a rights. It's a contract with the ACC. Also, ESPN wants to keep FSU right where they are at that price until 2036. Here's what it reads on ESPN.com. The ACC has a television contract with ESPN runs through 2036. To get out of the league, Florida State would have to pay $120 million exit fee and also challenge the existing grant of rights, which grants the ACC media rights for member schools. In an interview with ESPN.com earlier on Wednesday, I don't know if that's new, uh, maybe that's today, we have a great understanding of what opportunities there are in that document, how that document would hold us back, but also what the opportunities are. So this is going to be a discussion. We'll keep getting legal advice. Our legal team has a good understanding of that document. Should be mentioned, Michael Alford is from this area and may have come in second to get the Raging Cajun's job. Okay. Back when Brian Maggard got it. And so he went to Central Michigan for a year, then became a fundraiser for Florida State, and then became the A.D. No. But it is it is going, and here is even um, the Florida State president. So Alfred is the A.D., Andy Staples reporting, and he's with on three. We know Andy used to be SI. My current assessment of the situation are very deep after very deep analysis is that I believe FSU will have to at some point consider leaving the ACC unless there was a radical change to the revenue distribution. That's because ACC teams are getting about half of what Big Ten teams are and about three quarters of what SEC teams are. That's a problem. That's a big problem. If you're trying, if you're trying to win a national championship... And you're falling behind the wayside by, you know, $20, $30 million every year. Every year. Yeah. Like in a, in a decade, someone's going to have, you know, a quarter of a billion dollar head start, right? And you got to do new, new facilities and refurbish stadiums and paying contracts and such. You can see where FSU is coming from. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it any easier for FSU to get it done. Uh, let's see here. Pete Thamel, Big Ten Comment on Exploring Expansion. The Big Ten Conference is still focused on integration of USC and UCLA, but it's also but it's also commissioner's job to keep conference chancellors and presidents informed about new developments as they occur. Again, this is, again,
4: they nothing they, was
6: going on as of last Tuesday. Uh-huh. Nothing was going on, right? Uh-huh. And so when Keith Gill says, yeah, we're good with the Sun Belt, he kind of understood. Uh-huh. And this doesn't affect the Sun Belt just yet. But who knows what's going to happen?
0: It's possible that Sunbelt teams may be moving to Big 12. Uh,
6: or the ACC. Or the ACC, I mean, what yeah. happens
0: if, just for example... South Carolina? I mean, uh... Coastal, Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Yeah, that's ACC team. It just is. And honestly, Cajuns,
6: Big 12. I would go there. I mean, that would be great, obviously. Mm-hmm. But... We're going in the opposite direction right now, right? We we have a 40,000-seat stadium that's trying to get to 30,000 seats. True. Now, the way South Alabama built it, right, they have about a 24,000-seat stadium that they can expand to 50, but they need to – how about selling out once first, right? Let's see what this stadium has done. We're not – we haven't had – you know, we had Brian Maggard on, what, last month, right? And, you know, I don't know if we're any closer to the plans being done and being announced – Right, we think that we think this is going to be done for the twenty fifteen season. Right? Yeah, that's what that's what's just It's going to be in the middle of construction in fourteen, mm-hmm. where everybody's on one side of the stadium. I yeah, I mean, it'd be great to be in the Big Twelve, but we, we don't have the fan base to be in the Big Twelve. That's fair, right? I mean, got to draw twenty thousand on a regular basis. And I don't know, you know. I know your
0: it, point. Then is going to
6: take the Texas States. That would be that would be the Texas one. Texas State and Coastal maybe. Yeah, Coastal and the ACC. So Texas here, here State would on be Big the 12. other thing. Here would be the other thing, right? The one thing that I do complain about is that there's no rivalry. But I guess it wouldn't matter if Baylor is coming in, right? And um, I, I'm, Houston is coming in, and there's no Texas and Oklahoma anymore. I got to look who's still in the Big Twelve, <laughs> right? Then maybe it's, maybe
0: is TCU.
6: Is TCU in the Big 12? Yeah. Right? They're the Big Big 12. So Kansas and Kansas State are in the Big 12. So if you get some of these schools in, so obviously you would think that they would draw well if you're bringing these Power 5 schools in, which isn't the last Power 5 school that played here, A&M? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the last Power 5 school that's played here, whereas, you know, Wake, uh, Wake, I mean, ODU, Virginia Tech last year at home. Wake is going in this year. So the Big 12, Kansas
0: State, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma right. State, Baylor, Kansas, West Virginia,
6: Iowa State. So you would think that but Iowa was, State's in
0: a bunch of trouble. Right. right now. Well, that player's in a bunch yeah. of trouble. Yeah.
6: Um, if, if, you know, the, the crowds would be better, right, if some of those teams came in compared to the, you know, unfortunately, the Georgia States and the Georgia Southerns. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe it's it's one half dozen or another but you're going to have to build a bigger stadium that's yeah for sure, so. they're
0: gonna have to if if, yeah. if they want you know to move maybe it's not in the Cajuns best interest to move to a new conference right not right now it's not no they need they've got to prove that the fan base is loyal yes, enough right. yeah
6: yeah you would like to see it in the you know because then well then it'd be interesting because then you'd have uh, you want to open up you want to open up a can of worms if the Cajuns somehow go power five 'Cause LSU Ooh. really likes being the only power yeah. five school in, in the state. You'd get some big time politics to prevent that from happening. Mm. Big time politics that would prevent that from happening, or at least try. All right. I didn't even thought of that up until about thirty seconds ago. But that's what would happen. All right, let's take a timeout. Speaking of the LSU Tigers, let's go get Wilson Alexander. All right. He's with the Baton Rouge Advocate. We'll talk to him next. Previewing LSU uh, football on a uh, Wednesday afternoon sports chat. Yacht Rock, 103.3. The Goat. Things will never be the
1: same again. I keep how you made the- Don't let someone get your goat. Ah! There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports dog of all time.
2: Extending the life of your garage door is a fairly easy process. Just check it quarterly for bad weather stripping, squeaky springs. If you have windows, look for broken glass. And does it open and close without noise? Also, lubricate it with a good garage door lubricant and have it serviced by a professional about once a year. Do all this, and it will treat you like a good pet. it won't crawl in your lap, but it will purr a little bit.
4: For more great ideas, visit AcadianaGarageDoors.com.
2: Job one at
3: Acadiana Garage Doors
2: is service. Here's Ty Grinneau.
3: If you're stuck, we're gonna do everything we can to get you out ASAP, same day, same hour, whatever. If it's something that can wait a day and we don't have same day for your particular area, we'll get out next day. We're gonna get out there, we're gonna take care of it for you. We'll evaluate the situation, make sure we have the parts in place to be able to fix whatever needs fixing with the least amount of disturbance from your daily life. Visit Acadiana
2: Garage Doors and AcadianaGarageDoors.com.
3: The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned accessible homes and vehicles, and access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other Veterans Organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence Join PVA in fighting for theirs at PVA.org.
5: My son, Finn, was born with congenital heart disease, causing him to spend the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero Wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon, especially when he was so little. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part of creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how the Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting Starlight.org today.
3: It just isn't the same without the lion. Join the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance today.
1: Visit SDZWA.org.
7: Don't
1: let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time.
6: All right, Dave Schultz, Linda Burton. On a Wednesday afternoon, Yacht Rock edition of Sports Chat, 103.3 The Goat coming up at 5.30. we got the quarterback of the Raging Cajuns, Ben Wooldridge, scheduled to join us. On the phone with us now, a, a two-time award winner uh, from the Louisiana Sports Writers Association, Wilson Alexander of the Advocate in Baton Rouge, uh, won for Story of the Year on uh, the late, great David Woodley. And what is up with this? uh rising star award aren't you already arrived aren't you already here uh the football writers association of america gave uh wilson the edward Ashrop rising star award I, 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 i'm insulted for you because you're already a star what's up with that
7: <laughs> well oh uh, gosh you're too kind david i mean i for for me it's a great honor um you know edward Ashrop. if anybody watched following college football probably came across his work at some point before he tragically passed away a few years ago and um you know he was such a good reporter to be uh, receive something named after him and be considered a rising star maybe uh that's that's very kind um i try i don't really think of myself in any one way or another in terms of that but um it was really really um a great honor to uh get something named after him and to be sort of looked at that from a national way was uh was quite kind, so I'm very humbled by that.
6: It's like you won Rookie of the Year in your fifth year.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess that's an interesting way to put it. Um, The award is for somebody who's under 34, which is what Edward was when he died. I'm 27, so Mm. I've been around LSU for a little bit, but I'm still, uh, still cutting my teeth, I feel like.
6: Uh, he is Wilson Alexander from the Advocate let's preview a little LSU all right so no quarterback battle Jaden Daniels is back expectations seem to be high you know he stubbed uh, had a good season not great but good stubbed his toe against a but came out in the bowl game and they did anything they want offensively what are you expecting from this LSU Tigers football uh, team this year
7: I'm expecting a team that is better from the first game, you know, whereas it was so sloppy last year against Florida State. And really, when you look back on it, it's easy to see why with just everything that was so new. Uh, And Daniels Danielson talked to this when we spoke with him at Media Days about how much they were just learning. You know, he talked about it during last season, too, but he sort of got into a little bit more at Media Days, you know, with how much of a difference it makes to be going through a second year in the system. Um, you know, one thing LSU has been doing more with its walkthrough room with him because he's a visual learner. And that's something that sort of took time to realize and understand was that, okay, this is how he absorbs this information better. And so they've been able to teach him in a way that he picks up on it. And they're all, they know each other's terminologies and their strengths and their weaknesses. And so I expect that this team looks better right out of the gate. Does it end up having the kind of season it does last year? That time will tell. I do expect it to be very competitive and possibly be in the hunt for a college football playoff berth um, near the end of the year and then we'll kind of see how games shake out Um, but I just expect it to be a lot crisper from the very beginning against Florida State.
6: I mean that is a big ball game but in this case it it seems to be a no-lose situation for either team as long as that's a close ball game I don't think it hurts either team it obviously helps the team that wins could (laughs) team that wins could be in the top five in the nation following that game but if they lose it's like all right we lost to a really good football team as long as it's close.
7: Yeah, that's a great point. As long as that game is close and highly competitive, then neither team is going to be completely out of the race. But obviously, if you lose that game, strictly as it relates to LSU, um, I don't exactly know what Florida State's schedule sets up like after that. But for LSU, you've got to then win the Bama game. You really have to win out if you're going to be in the college football playoff hunt you could end up still losing to Bama, go 10-2 and two during the regular season and probably make a year sixth bowl game, and that would be a very fine year, which is a realistic expectation for this team in year two. Um, if that, that's not a horrible place to end up um, you know, if they were to do that. Um, but if they are trying to really think about college football playoff, potentially national championship, um, then they at least got to split Florida State and Alabama in order to have the strength of schedule that the playoff committee will like um, when it comes time for dis- making decisions. Talking
6: to Wilson Alexander from the Advocate in Baton Rouge. All right, what are some position battles that LSU is going to have this camp?
7: The first and foremost is cornerback. Um, there was no clear answers coming out of the spring about who was going to step up there. LSU, of course, only brought back one return player at corner, and Latarence Welch, a sophomore who was mostly on special teams last year, brought in a bunch of transfers, Denver Harris being sort of the big name out of Texas A&M, put some guys with experience like Deuce Chestnut from Syracuse. Even the Alexander is a really interesting one to keep an eye on long but he's you know, coming up from Southeastern got to be able to make a jump to a higher level and then J.K. Johnson from Ohio State somebody in that group has to step up and be able to play corner and do it, do it well you know LSU went into the transfer portal last year to get corners and it worked out they got it, that has to come to fruition again that's the, that's the number one battle and then some of the other secondary ones I would say are um, running back how does that shake out I don't expect anyone to be just a singular RB1 but you know to be more of a committee but what does that committee look like who's really there um, and then also center is a big one between Marlon Martinez and Charles Turner. Mm. And then a couple spots on special teams. Um, who's the kicker between Nathan Dybert and Don- Damian Ramos? And who's the returner? LSU had so many uh, issues in special teams last year that they can get a reliable returner and someone who can even make a difference in the return game. And that's a huge improvement from where they had last year.
6: Talking to Wilson Alexander from The Advocate on a Wednesday afternoon Yacht Rock edition of Sports Chat 1033. The GOAT. All right, what about former Raging Cajun Kieran Lacey, right? He had a big didn't he uh,
7: catch a touchdown pass uh, in spring game? Not just a touchdown. He had one of the, the – the play of the day. All uh, right. Was, uh goes down the seam, makes a one-handed grab in traffic way over his head, and then turns around, breaks tackle, and scores. Uh, I can't remember how long of a touchdown it was, but it was an incredible play. Right. And he's someone who you've heard some buzz about as a potential guy here. You know, coming in last year um, to LSU for the first time, he had some drop issues. He was a little bit stiff, kind of in his, coming in and out of his routes, um, and, and he was sort of further down in that rotation. But he's got a chance now to be their number three receiver, if not their number two receiver, you know, be in that mix and rotate and play quite a bit of football for them. Um, if he can do what he did in the spring game, which, you know, you never want to make too much out of a spring game and a spring game star because we've been people have been burning sure. that plenty before. Right. But he is somebody who has been really training, working. He's got the size that you like at, and the length that you like at 6'2". And so maybe he's someone who can really establish himself as one of their go-to receivers.
6: Has Brian Kelly talked about year two? I know he says, you know, the team isn't quite as deep as he would like it to be in some spots. Uh, but what did he talk, has he talked about, you know, figuring out the competition level in the SEC? Although, you know, at Notre Dame, he always had a good schedule.
7: What he's realized is that how different it is on the road. Uh, he points back to the Auburn game in particular. Auburn, which fires Brian Harson last year, is not having a good season and yet it's still packed, really loud crowd there going to Jordan-Hare. Um, that was the game that, where he realized, like, this is a little bit of a different animal. Right. Um, and right. so he's had a year going through, you know, the SEC, even Texas a at the very end of the season. Right. And obviously LSU loses that game. That was a good, pretty good crowd, and they were well short of what they expected to do last season. So that's been the big adjustment for him as a coach is coming into the SEC. In terms of where LSU is in year two, in his mind, it's a team that still doesn't have the depth of a Georgia, of an Alabama, and that's why if LSU has sustained a few injuries in key places. It could be in a r- real trouble spot because it hasn't had these multiple recruiting classes to build back up yet. It just needs that just takes time. Um, but he still thinks the team that is going to be you know better probably than it was last year. Um, and how much better is kind of just has to remain to be seen. Uh, on our end, uh, you know, once they get into Florida State, because they had to go in the transport a lot, like we said, and. And that creates some areas of concern because they just don't know exactly what those guys are going to do until they get on the football field. But he thinks they're getting more consistent um, and heading in the right direction.
6: All right. So Brian Kelly comes in with a reputation, a little bit of a hard ass. We've seen him, uh, you know, in Notre Dame, you know, cold out, red face and yelling. Um, You know, Nick Saban sort of has that reputation. But having watched him the last few years, he really only does it at certain spots, usually not after a drop. But after a stupid player of a, a reserve commits a stupid penalty late in the ballgame. Otherwise, he's really not yelling at his players. Was that a thing last year? Did I, did I miss Brian Kelly, you know, getting in the faces of his players? I really did not see that. I'm not necessarily watching all LSU last year, still being in Alabama. But the portions I did see, I mean, obviously they turned things around. And so the season was going well, but I did not see Brian Kelly blow his top during a game.
7: No, you certainly haven't. didn't see it like you maybe did, or especially early in his tenure at Notre Dame. Um, he was definitely hot-headed. Uh, I think he's maybe mellowed out over the years and as he's gotten older. Um, and you, you saw it at times last year. And kind of like you're saying with Saban, being up close to someone, you get such a more nuanced view of what that person is like. And so being able to see Kelly practice in on the sideline of games, yeah, there was times when he was ripping somebody, when he was yelling. But it wasn't to the extent where it was like that's unused, like. More unusual than any other coach who I've seen over the years. Um, He talks a lot about being, um, never being demeaning, but being demanding is kind of his phrase and how he tries to go about it. And I think that that was, we could, at least in those public settings, you could see that. um, You know, he was demanding a lot from his players, but it didn't seem like it was ever at a a level that crossed any kind of line. And um, he was also able to show, and the players back this up a lot, that there was, he's a lot funnier than people realize. Um, it, it, even in the settings just with them that they said that he was really funny and, um, you know, uplifting to them at times and supportive. Um, so I think that in this first year, you know, people around here at LSU who had only seen what you saw on TV, Notre Dame, got a lot more of a um, the full picture of, of him. He's definitely going to yell, but it, it's not the only thing that he does. Sure.
6: And sometimes you have to yell just to be able to hear, be heard over the crowd. You know, that's, you know sometimes it's obviously yeah. loud yeah. in those stadiums. so you got to be heard um so one of the things that we enjoyed at south alabama that nobody else generally enjoys is wide open practices like you can go to the practice and see the whole practice uh that is not the case usually in the sec but did he have open practices last year a couple of times that you know you guys could be at the whole practice and and watch was that a thing that brian kelly instituted last year or has that always been going on at lsu
7: uh, he did. It was the first fully open practices that people who have been out here a lot longer than me had seen in a long time. Mm. Um, and I'm amazed um, they're going to have them again this fall. And it's going to be a pretty regular thing. Um, like tomorrow, day one, fully open, start to finish to the media. And there's a few more. Even wow. though the practice and Tiger scrimmage, I mean, which looks like it's on a Saturday, might be a full scrimmage, that's completely open. I've never seen... I mean, I, I went to Georgia and covered Georgia football. I was in school and I've uh, been around some other ICC programs for LSU, and I, I've never seen a team that's at LSU's level in terms of pedigree doing something like this being this open during fall fall practice because they had a lot of open practices last year during the spring and even a few during the fall, but they, they're ratcheting it up. I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of access, which um, is, I think, great, obviously for the media, but I think also for the fan base right. to be able to get a sense of what this team's going to look like heading into the year. Um, so fans who are uh, you know wanting LSU football fix you're going to get a lot of it really soon
6: i presume there's some limit to what you can show video wise like we could show Mm -hmm. you know up close you can't really show the formations but you can show the quarterback passing and completing something like that i mean it's still just a pass play but you know we, we they would you know make sure we weren't giving away everything um what what what's the rules for lsu
7: yeah in terms there's um the days that it is a fully open practice only the first fifteen minutes are you able to take pictures and video um and anything like that, but then you us, we can all then stay in attendance for the rest of it um and still be able to relay quite a bit of what we see especially in terms of like who's standing out who's winning the one on ones um how does this offense really look is jaden daniel's pushing the ball downfield like he's you know needs to things like that who's actually playing cornerback not just what you're seeing during warm ups but during team periods, it's going to be really revealing for actually a lot of in terms especially in terms of like how the position battles are shaking out
6: that's right so you can see who's working with the ones and working with the twos so be ready for the next week that's that's the big key also it's it's a little bit different um you sort of have to be there for those right you know before if you could only go for 15 minutes you only can go for 15 minutes but now you're sort of stuck there for two and a half hours (laughs) good and bad (laughs)
7: Uh, I'd rather be stuck there for two and a half sure. hours, sure after fifteen minutes, especially uh to be able to like to get a sense of this team and um, I think it's something that we're really looking forward to actually being able to watch you know drills not just like positional drills, but eleven on eleven and one on ones and seven on seven and things that you rarely get to see at this level.
6: he's Wilson Alexander from the Advocate all right what do you uh, when do they open up camp uh, and what do you uh, what are you going to be writing about this week?
7: They open, tomorrow morning at 9.45 is when those doors open up and LSU gets practicing. Um, I'll be looking first and foremost at how uh, Mason Smith, his first full practice back mm-hmm. with the uh, ACL injury last year. Um, cornerback, like we said. Um, I want to see a lot of these transfers, what these guys look like. Logan Diggs, Aaron Anderson, who was here in the spring but not practicing because of a knee. Um, just sort of the, all the new faces and the people we didn't see in the spring. I want to get a good look at them as we get started and just also just be... To see what else, who else emerges, and who's um, maybe surprised, and obviously the big thing in terms of, of questions about availability is—is is John Emery out there tomorrow? That'll be a big thing to keep an eye on as well. Brian Kelly said he's in the process of being cleared back at Media Day, so all indications are that he is headed in that direction. Um, but we'll have to actually see him out on the field there tomorrow to be sure.
6: He's Wilson Alexander from The Advocate in Baton Rouge. Really appreciate your time, Wilson. We'll catch up throughout the season. Thank you so much. That's good. Thanks for having me, David. Congratulations on all the awards. You got a quick trigger finger there, don't you? I do. You really do. All right. Uh, do we have any updates that you need to pass along? None right now. We can wait till after the break. Okay. All right. Let's take a time out. <music> do we still have a Pac-12? Yeah. Is this still a conference? As, As of now. ACC? That the Pac-12 teams are leaving. The, 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 the Florida states of the world are stuck. All right. Basically, the Florida states of the world are running backs in the NFL. They ain't Ooh, going anywhere. Kind of Just saying. Lonely, All right, good luck with that. Back after this, Dave Schultz, Linda Burton, remember Ben, ben Wooldridge, Raging Cage's quarterback, scheduled to join us at the bottom of next hour. From 103.3, let's go.
4: If I seem to come on too strong. Count For Len's Linens, staying in the comfort zone is never an option. An industrial seamstress would make their sweet dreams come true.
5: I want it to feel like you're on a snowflake, on cotton candy, on marshmallows,
4: on a cloud. Indeed can help them hire great people fast.
5: I need Indeed.
4: Indeed, you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Staples presents a lesson in back-to-school savings. Your local
5: Staples now accepts Amazon returns. So when you return your Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. So you can save even more on top of huge back-to-school deals. Like right now, two-pocket polyfolders and Staples 8 Count number two pencils are each just 50 cents staples gives you more ways to save even more 50 cent offers and 826 pricing and limits may vary in-store and online amazon return offer in-store only exclusions apply dwight andrus
6: a division of hub international is louisiana's premier employee benefits and commercial insurance brokerage dwight andrus can insure just about any risk that your business faces dwight andrus specializes in the construction healthcare real estate and hospitality industry Chances are, you're probably already doing business with someone who does business with Dwight Andrus. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International, ask to speak with Harry Potter or Brant Etier. Visit them at DwightAndrusInsurance.com
2: you in recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Ugh,
5: leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total
4: Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our
2: 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer
4: for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different?
2: Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testafin. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work,
5: and in the bedroom.
2: I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ROCK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ROCK to 321321. That's ROCK to
4: 321321. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account, but it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger, some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. I know about courage. I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. Here we go. (laughs) Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit adoptuskids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
1: wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I want get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 1033 The Goat.
6: All right, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton, paradise. on a Wednesday yacht rock sports chat. 1033. The goat uh, Astros get Verlander yesterday and throw a no hitter. Oh, nice! Uh, last uh, first person to uh, first left hander to throw a no 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 for the Astros. So that was a good day. Did they uh, did they jump into first? I was
0: just I was literally pulling it up right when you mentioned uh, the Astros. Uh, let's see. They are and still in second.
6: Half a game out, so that means the Rangers won as well. All right. Oh
0: well, no, the Rangers just have one less loss than them. The Astros have a m- higher wins, sixty-one and forty-six. Uh-huh. And is the Rangers and the Astros are sixty-two and forty-seven? Hmm. The win are percentage. Still have a game back. No, no, no. Uh, it doesn't have anything there. It has like just a line. Oh, they're even. Okay. okay
6: did the Rangers get rained well, out last night the
0: Rangers win percentage is 0.570 and the uh, uh Astros is 0.69 All right. 0.569 and 0.570 excuse
6: me um,
0: but ESPN still has the Rangers above the Astros in the the thing
6: oh all right yeah well, I mean did the Rangers not play yesterday that'd be the only thing unless the Astros played oh the Rangers won yesterday so I
0: guess it was yeah. a half a game yesterday I don't know what happened <laughs> yeah I don't know what that is it's did, weird. did the
6: Astros already play today it
0: um, doesn't appear that way yeah I don't think so also my Phillies still in the wild card uh,
6: they're up by a game let's see here um, we do have uh, Braves beat the Angels 12-5 oh, yeah, the Astros already won today Oh, okay. the Astros beat that's the Guardians 3-2 to two uh, today that's what it is so that's where it is okay, okay. um So right now they are tied for first place. Uh, They're basically tied for first place. Percentage points um, behind them. Um, But heading into yesterday, the Astros and the Rangers were, even in the win column, Astros have one more loss.
0: Gotcha.
6: So the Astros already uh, won today, and now they're getting the Yankees. I mean... They're about to be in solely first. They're going to be in good shape. Who do uh, the Rangers have... I just Rangers think he, get the White Sox. so They're in good shape, too. They're he in better shape, shape. As well. I just think it's
0: interesting that two Mets players both went to two teams that are vying for championships. Yeah, yeah. And now the Mets are just in obscurity.
6: <laughs> well, again, I think we talked about the, this. This is the second year that Cohen's had the team, right? Um, it's his first offseason. Yeah, first real offseason. And so he's learning that you just can't buy a championship, uh-huh. right? You need to build with prospects and then fill in the holes and he tried to fill in with all the holes. Yeah, he tried and to fill in with money. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out. And you know, they you know, Scherzer said one thing that Billy Epler said. I think Billy Epler came back and said another. You know, we'll still be all in for next year. You know, it's not a rebuild, it's a refocus. But the way you're refocusing on prospects is that takes time. Yep. So you can't say we're all in and have, you know, one guy from high A and one guy from double A leading your club next year. Scherzer sure right? said, oh, y'all aren't bringing people. Cool. I'm out. Right. Let me go. So <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. But it is a process and you want to be. Who did I hear from? I guess uh, David Amendola said, you know, the Dodgers have won like the West like a decade in a, in a row. Mm-hmm. So that's what you kind of want to be. Although they only got I think one World Series and one of World Series. Yeah. Out of it, and it's the COVID season, so. too. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: I and mean, You know how people feel sure. about that stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Also, um, on 1033 thegocom right now, Vince McMahon served with federal grand jury subpoena and warrant. I break Oof. it down. If you want to talk about real life succession, right. it's the McMahons. Oh. Like the stuff, the scandals with Stephanie, right. and getting her out of the company, and Triple H being head of creative, and Vince is upset that they were doing better than him and him forcing his way back all on the article right now on 103.3 The
6: Goat. Wow. All right, we'll reset when we come back. Talk Cajuns, talk Tigers. And we got Ben Woldridge, Cajuns quarterback, scheduled to join us at 5.30. Hour number three of a Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat.
1: If it's not the Goat and they're full of sheep. Uh, 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. At Lofton, we're in the business of matching hard workers with some of the most
2: sought-after employers in the Lafayette area. To Lofton, you're more than just another employee. We care about your interests, and we can help match you with a company that needs your skills. You can complete an application, schedule an interview, and even browse jobs by simply going to lofton.jobs. That's Lofton.jobs. We also offer an unlimited $100 referral bonus. At Lofton, we put people to work. Lofton.jobs. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. She says her gums have been bleeding. Is there anything you can do? Try new Crest gum Detoxify toxify and restore. It's professionally designed to start healing gums from day one.
4: Crest. Crest. Welcome back to Total Wine. Hey, Ruthie, I need help filling the ultimate beach cooler. Well, we have the most hard seltzers and amazing canned cocktails anywhere and at the lowest prices in town. Always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21.
5: At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now.
2: Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code TRAVEL for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out any right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code TRAVEL for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TRAVEL for 25 cents per gallon cash
1: back on your first fill up. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I
3: am a camping influencer. You know what, I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire?
4: To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again, then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks.
1: Learn more at SmokyBear.com.
4: Brought to you by the US Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
1: One oh three three the goats. Yeah.